This is The Power Inside, a podcast that will empower you to embrace your perfectly imperfect self and to live the life you want to lead. I'm your host, Yael Toledo, a marriage and family counselor, author, motivational speaker, wife, and mom. Let's dive into this journey of life together. Have you ever wondered why we often ask for forgiveness, but the conflict seems to last forever? Welcome to today's podcast. This topic is for you. Today we will talk about the different ways to ask for forgiveness, because as hard as it is to believe, we all have our way of doing it. I could create a podcast on how not to have conflicts at all in order not to have to go through the process of apologizing. But let's face it, that would be a podcast for La La Land, a perfect world that would only exist in our imagination. In our real world, disagreements and arguments are part of life. We're human beings with emotions. We all come with different mental maps. So disagreeing is expected. It's something that will happen at some point in the relationship. So let's focus on this real element of forgiveness. This is a subject that I got to investigate after leaving it in my own home. I've had numerous situations in my life where I felt I needed to apologize. And I did. I like, really have no problem apologizing. But for someone like my husband, I'm sorry, wasn't enough. It was beyond me to understand why. After lowering my head, saying sorry, it still wasn't enough for him. I tell you, dear women, that not all people give importance to the same aspect at the time of an apology. And thanks to the discovery of the apology theory, my personal life has improved tremendously. This issue resurfaced recently with one of my clients. We were talking about the conflicts she had with her partner and suddenly she told me, I can't take this anymore with my husband. The only thing he does after we fight is say, I'm sorry, and that to me is not enough. So I asked her, in a way, asking for myself as well, what do you want him to do? What are you expecting from him? And she answered firmly and with a hint of frustration, I want him to assure me that he'll never do it again. And here is the key. I told her that an apology, like everything in life, depends on perception. Clearly, in this situation, what he felt to be an apology was not enough for her, although for him it was. I recommended that they learn and speak their partner's language. This world is not perfect. We will always have conflicts and disagreements. But if we can identify what our partner would want to hear in a case like this, our communication will be more effective and our partner will be more receptive to an apology. When the client left my office, I grabbed my notes on Gary Chapman and his research on the five languages of apology. I review what I had learned, and this is what I want to share with you guys today. Pay close attention. I can assure you that you will remember me with so much love when everything flows easier during your next conflict. While I'm describing the five languages, pay very close attention and analyze and identify who you are and who your partner is according to this theory. Are you ready? So let's begin. The first of the five languages talks about expressing repentance. This language tells us that the person who asks for forgiveness acknowledges having done harm and feels regret for this. So when we want to apologize to these people, they expect words like, sorry. 
this person is not interested in looking for culprits or further explanations. With just saying, I'm sorry, straight to the point, it's enough for her to hear. The second one talks about accepting responsibility. Many people find it difficult to admit that they've done something wrong. That by admitting they did something wrong, they are in some way inferior people. These people need to hear that the other is responsible for what happened, that they recognize their mistake. In order to be accepting of forgiveness, they need to hear phrases like, I was wrong. If the person using this language does not feel that the other person takes responsibility, they will not feel that it is a real apology. The third language says that there must be restitution. These are the people who believe that words are blown away by the wind and that they are no longer worth a sorry or a forgiveness. Something more is needed. They feel that the person who made the mistake must justify their actions and has to show that their apologies are sincere. If your partner is like this, you should make it very clear that you still love her and that the mistakes that led to the discussion will be corrected. Some of these people like details like chocolates or a small gift, but be careful. Others might feel that these are empty details, so we have to try to read them well. We can always ask them how we can make things right. The fourth tells us that the person needs genuine repentance. To achieve this, we must show our vulnerable side, sincerely express our regrets, and say what we want to change. The person must feel we don't want to continue being the person who hurt them. And finally, asking for forgiveness. This means that we put the future of our relationship in the hands of the person who is offended. They can choose whether to forgive us or not. Well, here we have five different ways to apologize. I'm convinced that if you learn to recognize what both you and your partner consider a sincere apology, your next argument will show better and results. It's important to understand that we all come with very different mental maps. The mastery is not in changing them, but in recognizing them. For example, for my husband, it's important that there is restitution. For me, it is important that he expresses repentance to me. Each one has his own way of understanding forgiveness, both equally valid and valuable. The language of apology is not only useful for our partners. We can apply it in all of our relationships with our family, our children, the workplace, or even with ourselves. The important thing is that you remember that we all have a different sense of what is correct and what is not. And when a person feels that what they thought was correct was violated, they will feel offended. The offended party simply wants some justice, and this justice can only be achieved with an apology. This apology will be interpreted as a sincere one if it's spoken in their language of love. I sincerely hope that this great communication tool will serve you well during that next disagreement. Now, Rabbi David Blumenthal says, and I'm paraphrasing this, that if someone is sincere in his or her repentance, the person who is offended should no longer hold a grudge. That doesn't mean that the offended person needs to embrace the offender. She just needs to accept that the offender no longer owes her anything. Forgiveness is a mitzvah, and our tradition teaches us that as we practice the art of forgiveness, 
the heavenly court will look upon us with a similar judgment. May we all both give and receive it well. Thank you for listening to The Power Inside with Yael Toledo. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Yael again next time for more life-affirming guidance rooted in modern psychology and timeless Jewish wisdom. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.